So why are you not like going to debate uh, RFK on Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh come on, that's harassing. I'm just I'm just curious. What? I no, no, nothing hostile. Just curious. I haven't said anything one way or the other. I mean, are you planning on doing it? Uh, you know, I just he just invited me, so we'll see. And I think you should though. Uh, well, we'll give it some. We'll give it some. Thought. Okay. Okay. And what do you have to say to people who think they're vaccine injured? Anything for them? I mean, do you think vaccine injuries are real, Peter? Peter, it's just a question. Settle the science now. Guys, let's talk about something somewhat controversial, even by this show's standards, and even amongst the show's own viewers, which is definitely saying something. But uh, let's talk about the jab, or should I say jabs, because I'm not just referring to the COVID jab here. And excuse me if I'm speaking in somewhat coded language, but quite frankly, I'm not even sure what YouTube does or does not allow on its platform in regard to this discussion. And I'm definitely not trying to get anybody at the blaze in trouble here. So we're trying to play it safe. But if you've been on social media, you'll know that there's been a huge conversation slash debate that has kicked off in regard to vaccine vaccine safety. And you see, it all started when Joe Rogan had RFK Jr. on his podcast. The Vaccine Act gave immunity from liability to all vaccine companies if you, for any injury, for negligence. So this was a huge gift for this industry because the, the biggest cost for every medical product is downstream liabilities. And all of a sudden, those disappeared. So they not only got rid of the the downstream liability, but they don't have any advertising or marketing costs because the federal government is ordering 76 million people, essentially ordering 76 million kids to take the product a year. And now if you're at all familiar with RFK Jr., you will know that not only is he running for president, but that he is also a very vocal critic of jabs. Again, not just the COVID one, but in general. And obviously that type of criticism, that sort of opinion is not something that is really, frankly, tolerated in the mainstream anymore. So much so that predictably RFK's appearance on Joe Rogan spawned several hit pieces, including this one from Vice. By Anna Merlin, this article is titled, Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. A broad swath of the anti-vaccine universe celebrated Thursday when Joe Rogan, the biggest podcaster in the country, hosted a three-hour conversation with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the anti-vax luminary turned presidential candidate. The conversation was an of unchecked jab misinformation, some conspiracy mongering about 5D technology and Wi-Fi, and of course, Rogan once again praising ivermectin, an ineffective faux COVID treatment. As RFK began his campaign by downplaying his anti-jab activism, the conversation represented a bit of a return to form, but the episode also conclusively demonstrates that Spotify, the platform that reportedly paid more than $200 million to host Rogan's show, has completely given up on addressing his relentless torrent of medical misinformation, except in the most pallid and surface level ways. Now this hit piece basically represents the formula we've come to see from the mainstream left. Anytime someone says something you don't like, you not only attack them, but you also also go after the platform that has hosted them, in this case, Spotify and their huge deal with Joe Rogan. They're essentially trying to say, hey, Spotify, you're paying this person basically to kill small children with medical misinformation in the hopes that Spotify not wanting any negative press backlash pulls from their deal. Now that's not really anything
anything new or unexpected in this day and age, but where things get a little spicier was when Professor Peter Hotez posted this response to the article on Twitter. He wrote, sharing the article, Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's jab misinformation. It's really true, just awful. And from all the online attacks I'm receiving after this absurd podcast, it's clear many actually believe this nonsense. Now, if you're not familiar with Peter Hotez, he actually is someone who himself was previously on Joe Rogan's podcast. And not only that, but he's also a public figure who is best known for very aggressively pushing not just jabs in general, but also the COVID jab. And just for further context, so you can get an idea of who this Hotez person is, he is someone who previously had called vax mandates a far-right conspiracy. He also rejected the notion of schools lifting mask mandates, and he wanted the Biden admin get this to arrest people who spread disinformation. This is uh, months and months of anti-science, anti-vaccine aggression coming from the far-right elements of the Republican Party. They said this is nothing more than a uh, effort for power and control, and they're going to use, first they're going to force vaccines on us, then they're going to take away our Bibles and our guns, and, and all of that disinformation, meaning deliberate misinformation, came out of CPAC, the conservative news outlets. If you start lifting mask mandates now, you're basically condemning all the kids to get infected with Omicron and and having to live with those consequences, which mean that some kids will have to be hospitalized or, or possibly worse. This is an anti-science empire right now, and we need Homeland Security. We need the Justice Department. We've really got to figure this out, and, and the health and health and human services will not be able to figure this out on their own. And if that's not bad enough, as Dr. Simon Godek or Godek pointed out on social media, Peter Hotez is also someone who advocated in May 2021 for jabbing children to achieve herd immunity against COVID. His narrative was uncritically pushed by the mainstream media. And of course, now we know that the COVID jab did not actually stop transmission and was never tested for its ability to stop transmission. And that mass face diapers, if you will, were basically a huge hoax the entire time. That's not even to mention the side effects the COVID jab has on especially younger people. And the fact that COVID in general is just not deadly uh, for the most part to younger people. Suffice it to say that Peter Hotez as someone who raised a lot of eyebrows when he came out slamming Joe Rogan for misinformation, considering his very recent history of spreading just that misinformation. But in any case, since he and Joe Rogan clearly have at least some sort of relationship, what with Hotez previously being on Rogan's podcast, Rogan actually responded to the doctor. He said, Peter, if you claim what RFK Jr. is saying is misinformation, I am offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show, no time limit. And I mean, this is a pretty sweet offer from Rogan. If you ask me, not only does a Hotez get $100,000 donated to the charity of his choice, but he also gets to appear on the same platform that he has accused of spreading misinformation to dispel any misinformation. I mean, really, what is the downside here? And at least for his part, RFK seems on board with the idea. He said, Peter, let's finally have the respectful, congenial, informative debate that the American people deserve. Okay, perfect, right? So we should be having a debate between these two individuals. We'll see which ideas are best, which argument is the strongest so people can make up their minds, right? Well, of course not, because you see, after Rogan made this offer and RFK basically agreed to do it, the good doctor, Hotez that is, put out this. Be serious, Joe, that's what you throw out for your hunting buddies on a weekend, a $50 million endowment, which you slash Spotify slash RFK could easily afford, not for me, but so we can continue making low-cost patent-free vaccines for the world's poor, preceded by RFK Jr.'s public apology. Okay, so asking for $50 million uh, in order to debate something, that is definitely, that is a look. 
not one that I think is necessarily indicative of someone who wants to genuinely dispel misinformation rather than just demonize his opponent. But in any case, Hotez very quickly deleted that tweet after posting it, instead choosing to post the much more subdued, Joe, you have my cell, my email, I'm always willing to speak with you. To which I would say to his credit, Rogan responded pretty bluntly that this is a non-answer. I challenged you publicly because you publicly quote tweeted and agreed with that dog crap vice article. If you're really serious about what you stand for, you now have a massive opportunity for a debate that will reach the largest audience a discussion like this has ever had. If you think someone else is better qualified, suggest that person. And Rogan also pointed out that, uh, by the way, Hotez, I saw this tweet that you deleted. And clearly all of this back and forth between these public figures illustrates how contentious an issue this is, which I think is really interesting. And I have a lot more to say about it. We have a lot more tweet receipts to go through. But first, I want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor. So hotter weather is here for the summer. And for me, at least, that used to mean I said goodbye to a good night's sleep until that is I found Cozy Earth. You see, Cozy Earth bedding is so soft, so luxurious, and so temperature regulating, I'm sleeping better than I have in years. And I mean, there's a good reason why Cozy Earth has thousands of five-star reviews at CozyEarth.com. It truly is just life-changing. Here's one of them from Hallie. Honestly, the best sheets we have ever had. Absolutely a dream to slip into each night. Everyone deserves to splurge on these sheets. You'll have no regrets, and I couldn't agree more. Cozy Earth sheets are made from 100% viscose from bamboo and are now available in seven different colors. For a limited time, you can save up to 35% on Cozy Earth. And be sure to check out their ultra soft loungewear and plush bath towel collection too. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Chen and be sure to enter Chen, that's C-H-E-N, at checkout to save up to 35% now. And it's all backed by a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty. Guys, Cozy Earth is a brand that my family just spends our own money on even before we were ever sponsored by them. I was a loyal customer. Their bed sheets, the best I've ever had. They're the type of bed sheets that are always on my bed. If it's time to change my sheets, I will wash them and then put them back on my bed sheet rather than just get other non-Cozy Earth bedding. It's just, you can't go back once you've tried it. So that's CozyEarth.com slash Chen for up to 35% off. You're not gonna regret it. Now guys, this isn't really something I've ever talked about, but up until the COVID jab, I was someone who kind of just unquestionably got all my shots when it came up. I mean, I was never the type of person to be like, oh, this thing is due for a booster. Let me get it or let me get my flu shot. But I just kind of assumed that, yeah, they're safe. They're good for you, whatever. The first time I really started questioning things, however, was during the pandemic. I just didn't trust that a vaccine could be rolled out so quickly, considering that the disease or illness was somewhat new and it just made me very skeptical. And I was also very skeptical of a lot of the information that medical agencies were pushing out, especially considering that I was pregnant with my daughter daughter at the time that people were demanding I get the stuff injected into me, even though no studies on pregnant women had been done. And so when it came to the COVID jab, I have always been very skeptical, especially of the role that the medical industry has played, you know, financially, just kind of also uh, shaping government opinion. So I've been a pretty vocal critic of that jab, but even when I would criticize it, I would sometimes say something like, hey, I'm not anti-vax here because I, I was still operating under the assumption that yeah, anti-vax people are just crazy. However, and, I, and I'm still not gonna assign any labels to myself, but seeing the way the medical community and the mainstream media are reacting to someone like RFK talking about vaccines in general and how similar it is to the PSYOP I know happened for the COVID jab, it is frankly just making me doubt things 
entirely. And it's making me realize that perhaps I was too trusting of a group of an industry that I now know will actively lie to my face to protect their own interests, their own agenda, and their own profits. Now, don't make a mistake. That's not me taking a stance on jabs either way. It's just me, I think, finally acknowledging that, hey, perhaps I don't have all the information to make an informed choice like I previously thought I had. So I am someone specifically who increasingly would love to see a debate between someone like Hotez and RFK, because I think there's a lot I don't know about the issue. And I really would love to hear both sides kind of duke it out because obviously one side can make a response to another, to another. And it's really confusing if you're just the everyday person to know what information is best out there. And ultimately we're all just trying to do what's best for our families. And it's hard when you're dealing with a subject matter that I at least have no expertise in. But what's really, really scary to me is the unwillingness the medical establishment and community has had to engage at all. And what I mean is stuff like this from Tom Nichols, who said no medical professional should ever agree to do this, referencing a debate with RFK. Never. It elevates the conspiracy guy, demeans the medical professional, and will only convince the kooks out there that RFK is right because a real doctor took the time to debate him. Never debate a conspiracy theorist. Maybe it's just me and maybe I'm a little more cynical after everything happened with the pandemic, but that, that type of attitude, that's a red flag for me. One that Joe Rogan, I think also rightfully called out saying that would be a great suggestion if you could assure that the industry you are representing wasn't completely captured by heartless monsters who have a history of some of the biggest criminal fines in human history because their deception has cost hundreds of thousands of people their lives. It would be a great suggestion if the industry you were defending didn't occasionally look at human beings as an opportunity to generate insane wealth regardless of the tragic consequences, but you can't do that. So maybe it would be a good idea to have an effing debate. I mean, if these guys are so sure of their stances, I really don't see what the harm in just talking things out. I mean, surely if RFK is just some crazy conspiracy theorist, it should take like 20 minutes to debunk everything he has to say, right? But as even Elon Musk weighed in, like I said, this whole debate on social media really exploded. He, referring to Hotez, is afraid of public debate because he knows he's wrong. Then of course, Hotez defaulted to basically fear-mongering, saying, seriously, Elon, this is monstrous. 200,000 Americans needlessly perished, including 40,000 Texans, because they were victims of anti-jab misinformation during our awful COVID waves in 2021, 2022. Please don't do this. To which Elon had, I think, a very reasonable response. First of all, I am generally pro-jab. I have been jabbed against pretty much everything as of my kids. Second, I think there is tremendous promise in synthetic mRNA. That said, the world obviously went crazy with excess jab against COVID-19. I have that in quotes because the RNA sequences changed so much that I called it the virus of Theseus. So many people I know had serious side effects from the jab, including myself. Failure to acknowledge that is a lie. As for the deaths you claim are due to COVID-19, why is the nation of Sweden still alive? Just go on Rogan and do the debate. And yet despite Elon's words of encouragement, it seems that Hotez is still not willing to simply debate RFK Jr., someone who supposedly I would think would be so easy to win against. Now what's kind of interesting is that other people have now chimed in, including public figures, offering more money for Hotez to just put his money where his mouth is and debate RFK Jr. Andrew Tate offering another 500,000 Tim Cass offering another 100,000 and many others to the point where the RFK 
debate pot is now over $1.5 million, and yet still, Hotez is refusing to debate. Why the reticence, you may be wondering? Well, as once more Dr. Simon Guttick pointed out, it appears that Hotez has received funds from the Gates Foundation. Hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Gates Foundation, which we all know is very, I would say, violently almost pro-vaccine. So perhaps at the end of the day, this isn't actually about uh, platforming a conspiracy theorist or not wanting to engage with crazy people or even defending science. It's simply about doing what is best for Hotez's pocketbook. Allegedly, I'll say, I don't want to get sued by anyone, but I would love to know what your thoughts about this are. Has the pandemic kind of changed the way you view the medical industry like it definitely has for me? Do you think Hotez is right to turn down the RFK debate or would you be interested in actually seeing both sides present their best arguments? Let me know down below. As always, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time.